0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and uh, pick winners.
0: The odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's
2: down by 12. They're on the
3: 45 yard line with no timeouts.
0: Oregon's got an All American field goal kicking.
3: Why didn't somebody tell me?
0: Chicago Sports Betting Show.
3: Touchdown
4: Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking
1: about.
0: Over or under? Under would be the key word.
3: gambler is the worst but every once in a while it all falls our way if you listen to early odds right here on 670 the score last night at six before we threw to Zach Zayman for our pregame show we discussed pitching matchup alone it was advantage White Sox Abreu's history versus Lester with an OPS of a thousand the home run prop nearly four to one you get the homer and the win plus 650 clippers a winner we talked about all that personally the flyers the canucks advance so i hit a couple of series parlays in the nhl remote registration is back in illinois it's a great day great great day happy saturday morning sports radio 670 the score appreciate you hanging out here every single saturday morning yeah signups sports books online are back as of last night we'll have the details in just a few moments we'll speak with a vegas bookmaker about the nba playoffs and the golf going on this weekend and we'll get some horse racing picks cubs and socks go at it under the lights once again 6:15 pregame 7:15 first pitch pitching matchup kyle hendricks versus reynaldo lopez rick rentaria made that announcement last night not every sportsbook has a line posted on this one. Since the Sox starter was TBA for so long, and they've got hours and hours until this game starts, could see it at some spots. Cubs minus 125. White Sox as a plus 143 dog. I did see that listed a few spots, but it might not be available for all you guys out there. So coming off the 10-1, stomping by the Sox, hitting six home runs last night at Clark and Addison. First thing you have to look at this game is you have Kyle Hendricks at the friendly confines. You look at his home road splits every time. If you're going against Hendricks, that's something you're going to have to worry about. He has a 258 career ERA, not a small sample size like we have to keep saying again and again with everything going on in 2020. No, 258 career ERA. It's in that 3754 range once he goes on the road. Now, Reynaldo Lopez coming off shoulder inflammation. Pitching for the first time in three weeks. Only had that one appearance against the Twins. He was pulled in the first inning. Has one career start against the Cubs. So not a ton to go on here in this matchup. Uh, worth noting, Jose Abreu against Hendricks. 7 for 14 in his career. A 500 average, 1,100 OPS. Tim Anderson, he's 4 for 10. But like I mentioned, it's always tough to make a call when you don't have a price or a total or many props at most of the sports books at the moment, but um, it lines up advantage Cubs just based on this pitching matchup alone. The Sox will not hesitate to pull Lopez if he appears to be in some trouble early in this game because the Southsiders have a rested bullpen. Keiko going eight last night. Giolito going seven innings a couple of days ago against the Tigers. Uh, You know, Renteria probably has a short hook on this one. Every game, we're 2.7, and now you're adding into it that the White Sox are in the playoff picture. They can't really mess around. As always, with making a wager, I don't care how much you like a team, the price has something to say about how you're going to go about betting that game. Now, speaking of price, if you had remote registration returning to Illinois as a long shot, you were wrong. When we get a Friday news dump, it usually has a negative connotation. That was not the case yesterday. Once I took a look at Jeremy Coudon's Twitter feed, at jkudon. He's a partner at Oreck, Harrington, and Sutcliffe. And he joins me on the Alpamonte Ford Hotline right here on Early Odd Sports Radio 670, The Score. Because Jeremy Kudon's Twitter account brought it to our attention that Governor Pritzker issued an executive order to suspend in-person registration for the second time during the pandemic. This comes one day after uh, Retail Books number five and six opened in Illinois. And uh, Jeremy, welcome to 670 The Score. Uh, Just to give us some background so we understand your role in all this, how exactly did you find out about this latest executive order to go back to remote registration? And what do you do? How are you involved in legalization in Illinois?
2: So for the past five years, I've represented FanDuel and DraftKings, the two at the time, Daily Fantasy Sports Operators, still Daily Fantasy Sports Operators, and now the nation's largest mobile sports book operators. Uh, I help them coordinate their state legislative campaigns across the country. So all 50 states Illinois has a special place in my heart. I've probably spent more time in Springfield and Chicago than anywhere else in the country over the last five years trying to you know, pass legislation that would clarify the legality of daily fantasy sports. And then more recently, the Illinois Sports Wagering Act, uh, we were heavily involved in that. And so uh, we were involved in every aspect of it. Uh, and it, it was a roller coaster to pass the bill. And it's been a roller coaster
3: since it, it was enacted. What was the tipping point for Governor Pritzker to change his mind on this issue?
2: You know, I, I think you'd have to ask the governor. we I got the news from uh, one of my local lobbyists, Shawda Kramer, and uh, who's a big fan, by the way. Uh, and uh, he just sent me a text saying, I think this is gonna make your day. Uh, and then he you know, sent a PDF of the order. And it was surprising, because no one else had seen the order. Uh, I'm sure that it had been circulated to stakeholders, or at least to the lobbyists for the stakeholders. And so when I got it, I mean, Look, a number of things have happened over the past three and a half weeks since uh, onsite registration suspension was not renewed. And, and one of those things, of course, was you and your listeners, you know, and, and, and really taking the ball on this, Joe, and, and explaining to people how absurd it was to be forcing people to go to a casino right now to sign up for an account. There's nothing wrong with a casino. People, if they want to go to a casino to bet on, play slots, whatever they want to do, God bless but they shouldn't have to go there if you just wanna sign up for something that you do on your phone. I think that you made that point you know, compellingly. I think that your listeners, I imagine many of them sent emails to the governor. I believe the governor received over 2000 emails in the last three days uh, from Eleanor residents asking him to reconsider this, and here we are. <laughs>
3: Well, you're far too kind, Jeremy, and there are many people out there, believe me, that would strongly disagree with you, that that were saying I was not compelling, and uh, it was absurd what I was, the message that I was trying to push out there again and again, but you want to talk about mixed messages that we were getting from Governor Pritzker, stressing health and being safe out there, and don't go to Missouri, do not cross the border, you're going to put our economy at danger if you go into Missouri, and then you come back to Illinois, but also, by removing remote registration, he's telling you, well, if you want to use DraftKings, don't take a 20-minute drive over to Indiana. Travel four and a half hours to the border of Missouri. It just didn't make any sense.
2: I think that we got, we, at least for the next 30 days, we got to the right result. And I'm hoping that you know people will continue to let the governor know, thank him for, for doing this, and let him know how important it is to keep this uh, executive order in place for the future. As long as there is COVID-19, until there is a widely available vaccine, no one should be asked to have to go to a casino or any place, a, a large public place, to sign up for something that we can all do on our phones. And, and it, it's just, I, I think that we've gotten to the right place now again, and I'm hoping that we can move beyond politics and just you know, keep health and safety in mind going forward.
3: This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on Sports Radio 670, The Score. My guest, Jeremy Coudon, partner at Auric, Harrington, and Sutcliffe. He's been uh, working with DraftKings and FanDuel for many years, and uh, he loves our state because he's been here a whole lot, uh, making many uh, special trips. People want to know also what's next. Uh, this executive order, uh, I believe, expires on September 19th. Uh, so this can go away right after the football season starts, is that correct? That's correct. I mean,
2: I think, in fact, you know, if you follow when the orders are issued, the next one could come out right before usually does it five days before they expire. So it's very possible. The next one could come out right before either week one or week two of the NFL season, which would be, I think, a shame. I believe that what we need are for people to continue to let Governor Pritzker know great call on this great move. Thank you for doing this. Please keep it up. Please keep, you know, allow us to register remotely. During COVID-19 and then I think the real push is going to be in November or December when the legislature comes back into the session. For a little bit of time. Let's amend the law. Let's let's make Illinois look like Indiana. Yeah, I mean, we've never had to say Illinois should follow Indiana's lead here. But let's let's look like Indiana. Let's look like New Jersey. I mean, yeah, there's all these states, West Virginia. Um, If West Virginia
3: can get it right, Illinois can get it right. What's the best way for people to contact Governor Pritzker or to contact his office to, to voice their opinion? You know, I wish I had the email address
2: right in front of me, but it's available on the web. It's just you email him directly. That, that, you know, he has a link and, uh, and I'm sure, Joe, you can later find it. I, I just unfortunately don't have it on me. No
3: problem. The, the other big question is what's next? Right now we have two mobile books. You have Bett Rivers and DraftKings and four retail books. Those should be online. Fairly soon, you do work with Fanduel. We find out that they're going to be hooked up with Paradise Casino. Are they going to be here before football season?
2: I sure hope so. I think that that's really in the hands right now of the Illinois Gaming Board, and I believe it's 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 imminent. Uh, so I'm hoping people will sign up for DraftKings, and I'm hoping that they'll sign up for for Fanduel. And they're both incredible apps. You know, they've been incredibly successful in New Jersey and other states uh even when they're not the first in. Rivers was actually the first, Bet Rivers was the first app in Pennsylvania. They had about three month head start and then FanDuel DraftKings came in. I just think that the the users are really going to enjoy the experience on both apps. It's hard for me to be a big Bet Rivers supporter just because I feel like uh, we would have remote registration uh, from day one, uh, but for you know their own interests
3: understood yeah for a while it felt like every decision was benefiting uh, one place but uh, now they've reversed that at least for the time being you mentioned indiana the success that they've had same in new jersey in the industry i've heard positive things about colorado if illinois can get it right can this state have the highest sports betting handle in the country yes
2: that's what we told legislators joe it's important for more than one reason it's important because like By having a remote registration, you're gonna maximize the amount of revenue, tax revenue that the state will receive. And right now, nothing is more important than tax revenue. By limiting this to having people go to a casino to sign up, we're talking about at most a million dollars a month in tax revenue, maybe a million and a half. What Governor Pritzker did probably generates eight to $10 million of tax revenue. And as I've said to others, that's money we can use to give kids laptops in the Chicago public schools. That's money we can use for nurses, for hospitals, Illinois needs that money right now desperately. We shouldn't, you know, with the safety issues and others, I think this is a great day, not just for FanDuel, DraftKings, and mobile operators and, and, and you know, people who love the entertainment of betting on sports, but it's also a great day for people, you know, who are looking for the state to be able to do more and have more revenue to do that with.
3: Jeremy, there just wasn't an argument really on the other side. When you look at the economy right now, which Pritzker has been stressing to hold up, indiana to help them and they just passed a billion dollars in bets and to also help the offshore market which you're trying to eliminate uh this was the only way to go and hopefully it stays
2: i totally agree and if you look at new jersey and i think the same is true of indiana i mean indiana has a bunch of casinos no one said hey we should have in-person registrations to benefit anyone because we want people to come in they understand that having a mobile device that that you can use so trackings can now market for casino Queen in East St. Louis, I mean, this is better for the casinos to have more people engaging with the app and seeing the name uh, Casino Queen and there's ways to cross market. I think it's a win-win. I don't understand in-person registration. I never will. Why can't we bet on golf? I think that's the next good thing coming down the pike. I think that that's gonna happen any day now. I I should say full disclosure, the PGA Tour is also one of my clients, as is the <laughs> NBA and Major League Baseball. But I, uh-huh. I, I I think I tweeted this. That that was never, I mean, it was never even discussed, like, as part of the legislation. I think that there's been a misconstruction of something that was a, posi- a positive policy idea, which is we don't want to bet on, like, amateur, like, I don't know, an amateur golf tournament, as opposed to saying, you know, the PGA Tour. That, it made no sense. So I, I believe, I think it may be as early as this weekend. But uh, I think that's going to happen any day now.
3: And that's important because the BMW Championship will be here in Illinois next week, and it'll be a a really bad look. Yeah, I I know that uh, there was a request on the 23rd of last month with the IGB, and it takes 30 days before they can approve anything. It's where all these wagers taken illegally that happened before the PGA Tour uh, was removed from Bet Rivers and now DraftKings here
2: yeah the, the thing that people don't really under, fully understand is once a market goes is legal when you limit it in a way that makes the illegal market uh, something that you want to engage in like in other words if you can't bet on golf all of a sudden you're like well i'm betting anyway and i want to do this so you all of a sudden you're downloading one of their apps one of these illegal apps and i think it's it's on you know the regulators should do everything they can to create an app that is more uh conducive and, and more attractive to people in illinois than what's on bovada or you know mybookie.com
3: jeremy that's exactly what i had to do as a sports better i had to go back to the offshore market which i thought i was done with and i removed all my money just so i can bet on golf because i'm a big golf fan and i think it's the best live betting sport out there
2: that, that's so great uh, i know that the PJ tour which you know with all the integrity protections that illinois passed some of the best integrity protections you know required official data all of those kind of four implied bets it's a great bill from the league's perspective, but, I mean, the notion that you couldn't bet on the, the PJ Tour, which was one of the only U.S. sports available over the last three months.
3: Yeah, it's wild. So
2: I'm glad to see that's going to be addressed, and, and Joe, you can bet in the legal market now, uh, which is what <laughs> we all intended when we passed this bill last May.
3: Yes, yes, we are just days away from that. At least that's what it sounds like. It's been tough to get an answer, but Jeremy knows more than uh, anybody else that I've talked to. Jeremy Kudon, partner at Oreck, Harrington, and Sutcliffe enlightening the SCORE audience this morning on Early Odds, what is happening uh, behind the scenes, and we're all very excited that remote registration is back. Thank you for your time this morning, Jeremy.
2: Thank you so much, Jeff.
3: And to follow up, if you'd like to tell the governor to keep remote registration, certainly during this pandemic, uh, the best thing to do, just Google contact Governor Pritzker, gives you a direct link, and then there's another tab on the right, click Voice and Opinion quickly type something out in a minute and you're done coming up next the nba postseason northern trust with dustin johnson your leader and million dollar football contest going on this is early odds with joe ostrowski on 670 the score in the radio.com app
1: this is sports radio 670 the score and 670 the score.com chicago sports station
3: This is Saturday morning, Sports Radio 670 The score. Thanks for hanging out. And, you know, one of the things I'm fascinated in, every time I go to Las Vegas, go to the different table games, meet different workers there, And usually on their nameplate, you see which city they're from. I always find it fascinating, the story behind that, how certain people end up in Las Vegas. Well, let's ask our next guest, Jeffrey Benson. He's a sportsbook operations manager at Circus Sports out in Nevada. He's on Twitter at Jeffrey Benson 12. Jeffrey, I know you focus a lot on golf and the NBA right now, but uh, tell us a little bit about your backstory. How'd you get out there?
4: Yeah, so I grew up, I'm an East Coast guy, grew up in Virginia, um, you know, played sports my whole life. Uh, Later uh, in my high school days, you know, kind of got into the gambling side of things, you know, really enjoyed, um, you know, watching sports, betting on them, you know, what was going on in the market. uh, And then obviously, you know, what was going on in Las Vegas as well. So, you know, after college, I was fortunate enough to come out here at 21, Uh, been in the industry almost 10 years. Uh, started to work uh, at stations uh, as a ticket writer kind of worked my way up to a supervisor um, I've known Matt Metcalf uh, who's our director you know since I've been out here um, and then when he had the pleasure of you know taking the director job he was fortunate enough to uh, bring me uh, bring me along and um, you know, getting to work for him and Derek Stevens, uh, you know, as we try to kind of, you know, change the industry and make it uh, sports betting the way it should be. Um, you know, that's kind of how I've uh, ended up in, in a management role and, you know, where I'm currently at right now with Circa Sports.
3: And I know Circa has been expanding throughout the country and we're up to six sports books with more to come in Illinois. Uh, I, I'm hoping that one day there's going to be news and you're, you're going to say, hey, Joe, guess what? Circa's coming to Illinois.
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously, we were excited. Uh, we've been uh, operating, uh, I, I don't want to say open uh, because we don't have any brick and mortar uh, sports books out there, uh, but we've been operating in Colorado uh, for the latter part of uh, two months. Uh, certainly excited to bring our product, uh, you know, to the great state of Colorado and, you know, obviously being an East Coast guy, you know, I, I'd love for us to have some, uh, you know, books, uh, not only in the Midwest, but on the East Coast as well. So, you know, some of these uh, rules and, and regulations kind of uh, ease or become a little bit more consistent um, on a state by state basis, um, you know, we, you know we, we focus a lot on remote registration and remote funding, <laughs> uh, which is why we made uh, Colorado, you know, our first foray. Uh, but we'd certainly love to be in, you know, a lot of these other states and obviously, you know, time will tell as you know, uh, they uh, kind of work on, you know, what those rules and restrictions are. Obviously, I know, uh, I see, I kind of lo- log in, <laughs> with and you guys talk about how you can't bet golf and that would just drive me bananas. So, you know, hopefully we're out there one day and, and you get to, you get into bet into our golf numbers because uh, we certainly think they're the best in the world.
3: Uh, We're hoping that golf returns next week, and what do you know, the BMW Championship will be taking place right here in Illinois. Uh, I want to talk about some of the cool contests you guys have going on at Circus Sports in a little bit, but let's focus on the NBA and golf, since that's what you're doing at Circus Sports on a daily basis uh the ratings have been down some surprise i'm really not all that shocked when you look at the start of these games it's still the morning by you it's just hitting noon over here in chicago uh how's the action been i know the tv ratings are down a little bit but but how's the action on all these games
4: yeah, action's been good. Um, obviously, you know, when, you, like last night, you know, when you get a Laker game to kind of close out the night, you know, you'll probably get a little bit more action on that than, you know, maybe, say, a, a Toronto-Brooklyn game uh, that starts here at 10 in the morning. Um, you know, we're certainly right and good to it um you know certainly uh you know the handle's good obviously it's much better than you know say booking you know korean baseball or something like that when uh, you know there wasn't much to bet on um you know i was in the risk room uh, yesterday and you know the guys back there they were, they were kind of talking and they, and they certainly made a good point when they said the interest from the public is maybe not what it was before because you don't have a lot of these narratives the scheduling all that kind of stuff it just seems like it's kind of the same game over and over and over again just because they're playing a bubble and there's not too many you know uh variables there so somebody made that point i thought it was certainly interesting and you know like you said you know the tv ratings are down and you know that certainly might have something to do with it
3: I find that fascinating. So each of these series were two to three games in, have there been any adjustments since there's no home court advantage from the game to game on the sides and totals?
4: with the news that Mike Conley was leaving the bubble uh, for the birth of his son. Um, So I think, you know, you saw some interest uh, and movement there towards Denver. Um, And when I was looking at, uh, you know, the odds uh, and what it went off for this game, you know, Utah's closed a small favorite. I believe it was minus one here at Circa. So certainly a little bit of bounce back there in terms of people siding, or the market siding with Utah after what, you know, how good they looked in game two. Um, obviously, you know, you, you know, Milwaukee off of a loss, uh, you know, had a great performance. They ultimately ended up covering the number. Um, then I, I, I certainly think you saw a lot of people uh, back the Lakers after a lackluster uh, game one. So certainly a little bit of that zigzag theory uh, kind of coming into play. But like you mentioned, you know, it's a neutral court. Uh, you know, everyone's playing in the, in the same arena. So it's just kind of interesting to see how the market's adapting to these teams and then ultimately how the betters are betting them.
3: This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on Sports Radio 670, The Score. My guest, Jeffrey Benson, the sports book Operations Manager at Circus Sports out in Las Vegas. Jeffrey, let's go over the four-game slate we have today. I want to get your thoughts on each of these games and, and how you expect the number to move, if at all. Coming up at noon, we have the Bucks and Magic. That series tied at one. Milwaukee, a heavy 12-point favorite with a total at Circus Sports of 226.
4: That number closed 13 and they ended up winning by 15. Um, you know, I mean, I'd probably anticipate that number to stay pretty static. Um, you know, I, I think some of those bigger games or some of the games in the Western Conference have gotten a little bit more action um, as opposed to some of the, you know, 1 8 2, 7 matchups uh, in the East, which aren't necessarily as competitive. Right after
3: that, we've got the Pacers and the Heat. Miami out to a 2 0 series advantage. Uh, Heat favored by five, a total of 214.
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously uh, we've seen quite a bit of interest um, obviously uh, in this heat team, especially to win the East once uh, the Gordon Hayward news kind of broke. Um, So certainly a little bit of uh, heat, heat interest. Um, Obviously they've looked good um, in the first two games. You know, I think the Pacers have really struggled uh, without DeMontis Sabonis, you know, with what they're getting out of Victor Oladipo. So, you know, I think that uh, Pacer team, you know, they were hot early there in the bubble uh, with what TJ Warren was doing. Um, But obviously, they haven't played that well in the first couple of games of the series, and uh, it's been a lot of Heat uh, action uh, over the counter and on the app.
3: The way the Heat have played so far in this series, do you think it's more about them matching up well with Indiana, or they're just out-talenting them, and as you mentioned, the Pacer injuries are piling up?
4: I think it's more of the Pacer injuries piling up. You know, I think Sabonis, like I said, was a really, really big loss for them, uh, you know, not only defensively, but also offensively. And, you know, I don't know that uh, Oladipo is all the way back yet. Uh, so they were certainly leaning on TJ Warren, uh, you know, early. Uh, in the bubble, and he was, uh, you know, him and Lillard were kind of the talk of, uh, you know, the bubble in terms of, you know, what they were doing from a scoring perspective. But uh, I certainly think, uh, you know, those injuries are certainly catching up to the Pacers at this point.
3: Uh, Many thought going into Houston, Oklahoma City, that going into the playoffs, that this one would be a toss-up if any of them were. And what do you know? The Rockets won the first two games. Rockets sit here as three-point favorites with a total of 224. How do you handicap this one?
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously, like you said, I I think a lot of people in in the market in particular uh, saw it as a toss up, Um, but I I think after the performance in in game one, um, you know, I think you've really started to see a little bit of rocket money start to come in. Like you said, they're, um, you know, three point favorites here, Um, but you, you saw some support for them. Um, in game two uh, and certainly in game one from I think both the sharps uh, and the public be interesting to see if you know the Thunder can can kind of steal a game and get back into the series uh, especially without Westbrook but it it was kind of interesting watching game two Um, you know the Rockets took you know a playoff uh, record uh, in terms of three-point attempts uh, but they were ultimately able to kind of get the win uh, with their defense which was which I thought was certainly impressive.
3: Primetime game, of course, you've got the Lakers and the Blazers. L.A. with that bounce-back performance in Game 2. Lakers favored by 7.5. I believe that's a tick higher than what we saw in Games 1 and 2. Uh, total of 225.
4: Yeah, game makes me kind of nervous. Lillard uh, left in the third quarter uh, last, uh, the last game. You know, Anthony Davis just had a stellar performance there, but uh, he dislocated uh, his left index finger. Um, and obviously you could see some uh, frustration on his face as he walked off the court. So a lot of, you know, how this game's going to play out is how he's able to deal with that injury game two, of the line was six and a half ticked up to seven. I think it, it closed uh, maybe six and a half minus 15 at Circa. So, you know, I think this game will probably write uh, some good two-way action. I think you'll probably see the, the public, uh, you know, taking the Lakers after how dominant they looked uh, in game two. And I think, uh, you, you're, you know, you'll probably see the sharps, coming in um, on the Blazers plus, plus the points. Um, you know, if I had to play the game, I'd probably be playing the Blazers plus the points. But, you know, ultimately, I'd like to see, you know, how they kind of look with Lillard before getting involved myself.
3: Okay, you uh, you mentioned that at, at the moment. The Blazers are a lean there, Jeffrey. Is there a favorite side or total of these four games today that you like?
4: Not not particularly. Um, like I said, you know, I, I think uh, kind of zigzag theory, uh, you know, I, I ended up playing the, the, the Bucs yesterday um, in addition to the Rockets, so certainly just kind of interested to see how these games play out, uh, but if, uh, if I was kind of looking at the board and, and trying to make a bet, uh, I'd probably be looking at the Blazers plus seven and a half, seeing if it could get to eight there. I think that's a, a good spot to back the Blazers in.
3: Jeffrey, a lot of the noise that we heard after these game ones was, oh, see? Look at this bubble basketball. It's wide open. The chalk is not it's not going to be that easy for them to move on, uh, especially with the Bucks and Lakers in action today. Was that a bit of an overreaction? I kind of feel like, you know, if you look back over the years, there's a lot of dominating teams that won championships that were involved in numerous six game series.
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, being in the bubbles, you know, a little bit of a different consideration, you know, than being down 1-0 kind of on your home court and, you know, having the support of the fans. But, you know, I think it was a little bit of an overreaction, just people being real quick to write off the Lakers, to write off the Bucks, and they didn't perform well in game one, but, you know, I think they certainly came out, you know, game two and certainly showed their, you know, their talent and why they were a number one seed. So, you know, there's a little bit more variance here in the bubble, but, you know, I think Some of those seeding, you know, as you play more games is is certainly going to potentially hold true.
3: Joe Ostrowski with Jeffrey Benson of Circus Sports on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Um, So let's move on from the NBA over to golf. And we've got the Northern Trust going on. We're halfway home so far. And Friday was all about Dustin Johnson. He wasn't able to get to the 59, even though we were on 59 watch all afternoon, the way he started 11 under par through 11 holes, but he wasn't able to get there. Uh, Scotty Scheffler did get a 59 along with Cam Davis. Those, are, That's the top of the board. Those are your top three golfers uh, heading into the weekend here. Any takeaways that you want to address after what you've seen? I mean, this is a tournament, Jeffrey, as you know, where um, the winner is usually a top 20,30 guy. It's not a Jim Herman coming out of nowhere.
4: Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think uh, sp- specifically in these playoff events, you know, I think favorites have really held true. And when you're looking at the leaderboard, and you got Scheffler and uh, Davis and Danny Lee and Russell Henley and Harris English up there. Some of those, you know, maybe lesser names. Um, you know, that's certainly something interesting to see. You know, the course, uh, you know, played pretty soft today in terms of, you know, having some really, really low scores. But, uh, you know, Scheffler went out, shot, uh, shot 59, you know, credit to him, 12 under. Everyone was maybe paying a little bit more attention to DJ. Certainly great to see him kind of rounding into form. Obviously, it's been tough out of um, the break for him, minus his one win. You know, I know he had a withdrawal and he had a couple, you know, 80-80s. Um, So certainly interesting to see him, like I said, you know, have a really good performance uh, through the first couple of rounds and, you know, it'd be interesting to see if he's able to kind of continue that um, into the weekend, you know, it's kind of interesting here at Circus Sports when you see a lot of these guys, you know, maybe if if they're longer names or favorites and they kind of jump up the leaderboard, you know, whether that's, you know, through the first couple of rounds or after round three, you see a lot of interest in them, you know, whether that's, you know, in in the masters market. So, you know, we, we took a bet, uh, you know, at 16 to one on DJ kind of after uh, he was uh, seven under through five holes. And and that's been the the kind of the tradition here with us. Uh, You you try to see people try to get ahead or, you know, take advantage of books, not necessarily um, moving uh, during the week on some of these tournaments. So we try to be really aggressive. Um, And if some of these guys go to the lead, you know, we'll maybe chop them down a little bit in the masters or any of these other golf pools that we have um, just so that we don't have a lot of liability stack up.
3: Live betting, so conducive to golf, makes it so much fun. If you have a sweat on Sunday, a lot of times halfway through the tournament, you could see guys just a couple of shots off the lead. If they're not a big name, you could still find them in that 50-to-1 range. Uh, halfway home, are there any names that you're keeping a close eye on?
4: I do know uh, going into today that uh, Scotty Scheffler, he was 150-to-1 uh, before he shot 12-under. So, you know, like you said, I think having the ability to bet live on golf Um, You know, for us, we do adjusted odds um, after every single day. Um, So, you know, if you do find guys um, who are maybe gaining strokes off the tee uh, or on approach, um, and they're maybe losing strokes, you know, around the green or putting, and you think some of that's going to neutralize, you know, I I would certainly be looking to target guys who are gaining strokes um, off the tee and on approach. um, Because I think, you know, if the putter heats up, you know, they have a really good chance to, to go low during the weekend. Um, and I think, he's, like you said, you, you saw that with Jim Herman when he went 61-63. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, here uh, at TPC, you know, you're going to have a lot of guys here in the mix. It looks like a pretty stacked leaderboard, depending upon h- how DJ finishes up today. It looks like he did finish up at 15. So, you know, you certainly got a blood of guys here in the mix, you know, two shots, three shots, four shots back. Um, You know, I'm I'm certainly maybe looking at a Siwoo Kim who shot 700 had been playing really well, wasn't able to close last weekend, you know, you got a guy like Matt Wolf uh, who's been really, really playing well out of the break. So certainly some guys, you know, who who might be a few shots back that are kind of stalking. But I think the tournament sets up a really great weekend. And it'll, it'll be kind of cool to see if uh, DJ can continue um, his great round from today and, you know, parlay that into some weekend success.
3: Yeah, Jeffrey. And that was important. So I want to hammer at home what you just said about the putting and uh, what we just saw over the last couple of days. It actually fits that because DJ struggled with the putting on Thursday, had a pretty good day. He he was still uh, near the top. But then he was hitting everything in those first 11 holes on Friday. And what do you know? He shoots a 60 for the first time, and now he's at the very top. But, yeah, that is something to keep in mind if they're gaining strokes, but it's just not falling for them on the greens. At, at some point, we see it happen again and again. Maybe it is going to happen.
4: Conversely, you know, if you, if you, if you have a, you know absurd round with a putter and you gain, you know, three, four, five strokes right. with a putter way more than the field, and you're not traditionally a good putter and you think some of those stats are will normalize you know those might be guys i would look to fade in. you know uh round by round matchups uh moving forward for the rest of the tournament
3: yeah terrific advice for golf betting uh now i know it's a big weekend over at circus sports in nevada uh it is contest weekend Well, tell us about the contest because our audience here in Chicago doesn't know a ton about it. I participated in the Circa Million last year, and I'm really excited about this second contest. I'm hoping, Jeff, maybe uh, someone can hook me up over at Circa that I can get signed up again because I I guess we're going to have football.
4: Yeah, it certainly looks like we're gonna have football. We're, uh, we're certainly excited doing the Circa Million Two and then the Circa Survivor. Uh, so for the Circa Million Two, basically it's $1,000 to enter. You can have th- up to three entries um, and you're picking five games against the spread every week. Um, the really cool thing for us, uh, you know, uh, as opposed to some other contests you know, around town or in the world is we're guaranteeing $3 million. So basically regardless of the amount of entries we get, I, I believe when I started the interview, we had somewhere in the neighborhood of 375 entries and we need 3,000 to break even you know there's a very good chance there's going to be an overlay which is you know plus ev positive value uh you know for any gambler um or or contest efficient on auto so you know i would certainly obviously implore people um to sign up for the contest because you know you do have a really good chance um at earning uh, some money and winning some prizes um and you're probably going to do so uh with an overlay attached to that as well. So, um first place we'll get a million dollars, um second place 300,000, third place 100,000 and so on down. We pay the top 50 places and then we'll pay last place presuming you pick uh you make five picks against the spread uh all 17 weeks. Uh we will pay last place or the booby prize uh, $100,000. So between that and the top 50, that's a guarantee of 2 million. And then the really cool kind of wrinkle we do uh, is we pay the quarters. So weeks one through four is a quarter weeks, five through eight is a quarter and so on and so forth. Um, You know, a lot of contests you can be out of it, you know, right away, you know, you have a bad cup, you know, bad couple of, weeks um, to start the season. Um, and it kind of knocks you out. But with a with quarterly component that allows you to really continue to play um, and certainly earn some life changing money. Um, if you're able to win a quarter or come in second. So for us, we do 150,000 to the first place uh, in each quarter, 75,000 for second place in each quarter, and then 25,000 for third place. So that's kind of uh, what the circa million two summary is. Um, and then I'm really excited that we get to offer a survivor contest this year. I know Derek's a, a big <laughs> proponent of it as well. It's something that, uh, you know, people play on a national scale as well. So this year for the circus survivor, it's a thousand dollars to enter. You can have a maximum of five entries. We're guaranteeing a million dollars to, uh, to the winner, regardless of the number of entries we get. So I believe when I started the interview, we were somewhere in the neighborhood of 150, 160 entries in the survivor, if I'm not mistaken. So certainly a a pretty hefty overlay there at the current moment. Basically, it's a traditional survivor where you pick a team to win every week. Um, If they win, you would advance to the next week. Uh, The wrinkle is that you can't use that team again. The other kind of cool component uh, that Derek really spurheaded was the fact that we're gonna make Thanksgiving a standalone week. So for us, our survivor contest will be 18 weeks uh, Thanksgiving week will be that 18th week. Uh, so you must save one of those six teams uh, that play in those three games uh, and make one of those teams available for your selection on Thanksgiving week. And presuming somebody goes 18 and an 0, uh, the bonus uh, for that extra week would be that we would pay a million dollars out of our own pocket, not from the original prize pool, uh, for any contestant or contestants uh, that go 18 and an 0.
3: Love, love, love! Survivor pools. I think it's a great addition to the contest that you guys have over there at Circus Sports, Jeffrey. I know how it is with your bosses. Um, they like to party, so just try to be careful. And uh, it's probably survival weekend for you, right? Like we're talking about the Survivor contest, but uh, for the employees at Circa, it's a, it's about making it through the weekend.
4: Yeah, like I said, you know, this is uh, we'll certainly have a rush, uh, you know, at both counters here at the D and the Golden Gate. You know, I. Ultimately, we would love to do 500 plus signups, you know, get a lot of people through the doors, kind of experiencing downtown Las Vegas, uh, everything that we're doing. You can, you can certainly see Circa, you know, that's on the horizon, that'll be open uh, October 28th. But, you know, I, I certainly think there's a lot of buzz here, not only in the city, but uh, in the nation, as we get, uh, you know, three weeks, four weeks away from football, you know, I certainly think a lot of people are ready for that. And, you know, I think the contests uh, and the, uh, the current overlays uh, certainly add to that excitement.
3: Good stuff. Jeffrey Benson, the Sportsbook Operations Manager at Circus Sports, at Jeffrey Benson 12 on Twitter. Jeff, thanks for coming on Early Odds.
4: Thanks for having me, Joe. Enjoy the, uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend and uh, certainly enjoy the, uh, the golf as well.
3: Two Hollywood Casino Sportsbooks open this week. One of those locations sounds like a cool place to watch a game. Points Bet is opening soon, I think. We'll get some updates and horse racing picks next. You've got Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski every Saturday at 8 a.m. on 670 The Score in the Radio.com app.
1: McNeil and Parkins afternoons two to six on the Score. Matt Nagy now he's gonna he's gonna start a third season with the quarterback he inherited that doesn't yes. seem to have it between the ears to run his offense when he brought in a quarterback he worked with in Kansas City. I can't get past the actions of the coaching staff bringing in Nick Foles, so I'm going down with the ship and saying that Nick Foles will start Week One against Detroit. Listen to McNeil and Parkins on your ride home two to six on Sports Radio six seventy The Score and six seventy The Score. .com, a radio.com sports station. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago sports station.
3: Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670 The Score here every Saturday, 8 to 9 a.m., like we do every single week. Let's go over to the Cicero area when there is sports betting news in town. When people hear this week, there are two new sports books. They say, Joe Ostrowski, that's cool. What about Hawthorne? When's points bet going to be here? I can't push him off anymore, Jim Miller, over at Hawthorne Racecourse. Uh, I, I need answers for the people. So can you provide us with a morsel of information?
1: Well, I'll tell you, Joe, things are definitely moving forward. Things are ready to go at Hawthorne. Things are ready to go at our OTB locations. Approval for these to open should be very soon. And I can tell you, when you're looking for a date, we don't have an exact date. But everything I've been told is it's going to be by Kentucky Derby. Kentucky Derby's getting close. That's the first Saturday in September. So we're getting very, very close to being open, which is a great sign.
3: Uh, That's two weeks from today. It's two weeks if you haven't heard the commercials, the Hawthorne commercials here on the score. So yeah, that is really close. We are very close to having the seventh sports book opening up in Illinois. And Jim, as far as the ponies go today, you gave us Curlin's voyage at Woodbine last week. I watched that race online. Oh man, that was just a beautiful coming from behind and then to dominate a beautiful race for Curlin's voyage. What are we thinking as far
1: as today? Yeah, you know what, looking today, we're going to go to Saratoga for one race, and that's going to be race nine, the $400,000 four-star Dave Handicap, the six-horse Uni. This is a mare that's facing the boys, but she's very talented, makes just her second start of the year. Trainer Chad Brown has four horses in the race. This is the best of the four. She's going to be very tough in race nine. Then go to Hawthorne Saturday night. Race two, the five horse, Mykonos. This horse should be a good price. Bet the horse across the board. A lot of talent and ability, so we'll look to the five, Mykonos, in race two. And then in race 10, the six horse, Lose Abigail, another very good one. This is a horse you're going to see on Night of Champions at Hawthorne on September 19th. And I'll tell you, Joe, right now, go to the Hawthorne website because Hawthorne and Points Bet are teaming up. We're giving away a $5,000 wager on the Kentucky Derby. And like you said, it's very, very close to Derby time.
3: We are still two weeks out, though. Have you figured out what you're going to do with that race, or
1: is that fluid? Um, It is fluid. Here's the thing. Tis the Law is definitely the horse to beat, and Tis the Law was so impressive a couple weeks ago in winning. So this is a horse you have to use in your gimmicks. But for me, I'm going to look to some up-and-coming horses. I'm going to look to horses that like this track in Kentucky at Churchill Downs, maybe horses that have raced there and gotten a couple starts over the track. So when the race is drawn on the Tuesday prior to Derby and you have a full field of 20, I know I'm going to have a couple of 20-to-1 shots. We're just going to wait for the post draws and see who they are. Jim Miller over at
3: Hawthorne Racetrack. Jim, we'll talk to you next Saturday, okay? All right, you got it. Thanks, Joe. All right, I tease you that a pretty slick spot just opened up to watch games. One of the brand-new sports books in the area. On Thursday, Chris Altruda, my buddy, does a terrific job covering the sports betting space. He visited the launch of both Hollywood Casino Books and... And he says the location in
5: Joliet is pretty nice. Joliet is more of a destination area for sports betting. It has a designated area. The, Hop, the 99 Hop House houses their sports book. It has 37 screens. It has two enormous projection Whoa. screens. You know, it's an area. I mean, you get food, you, there, there's alcohol. They, they serve alcohol there. They also have six of the kiosks. Next to the sportsbook in proximity, it's on the second floor. You know how in, in Joliet the gaming area is on the first floor or that like a subterranean floor as you walk in, you go down? Yeah. The gaming area is on the second floor or the, the main floor as you walk into the building. So that's there. There are five ticket windows there, and they have six kiosks next to the ticket windows. On the main gaming floor, there are another eight kiosks Throughout the gaming floor area.
3: Why do you think they spent more money uh, to have a a destination spot at Joliet and not Aurora?
5: I think they had the space. I I think they had they had a chance to do something better in the space on that second floor as you walk in. I believe there's also a restaurant on that floor. And there, there was just space available. When the casinos reopened in July, it was under construction at that point. So you saw the potential of what it could be. And to be honest, I mean, it looks it looks interesting. I mean, t- the TV screens are not set up in, you know, like this, like, you know, a typical square pattern of, you know, like 37, sc- you know, 37 screens or from 37 different things. There's like, you know, five here or seven there you have. And then you have these like, again, these two enormous projection screens that I'm sure, you know, once you know, the NFL rolls around, you know, knock on wood, that will be a very big draw to that. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that area does. And then, you know, you can start stacking up. How does Casino 1 rate against Casino 2 and so on and so forth. So it'll be interesting to watch what what unfolds with those two casinos in terms of just, you know, comparing the trips.
3: A couple of minutes of my conversation with Chris Altruda. You can listen to the full 20 minutes in pod form just search early odds with joe ostrowski on your favorite podcast platform appreciate jim miller jeffrey benson from circus sports and jeremy Kudon for dropping by in case you missed it at the start of the show jeremy credits this show and you the dedicated listeners in pushing governor pritzker to make the right move and suspend in-person registration in the middle of a pandemic very cool Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel is next, right here on 670 The Score. Best of luck, everyone.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.